Joining me today, I have Eddie Pascal from from Las from the Las Vegas Raiders Senior Insider. So, Eddie, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, man, happy to uh, happy to be here. Happy to uh, spend a little time with you on a Friday morning. Oh yeah. So, can you explain to the audience what you do for the Raiders exactly? Oh man, that's a whew, that's a that's a good question. What do I do exactly? Well, uh, so I'm part of our digital team. Um, we have a uh, I would say a good sized team. I think we're, we're probably on the smaller side in terms of actual um, bodies compared to the NFL. Um, but we have, like I said, a really good team, uh, a really group, a good group of guys and gals that our main job is to tell the story of now the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we kind of describe it as anything that comes up on a screen. So whether it's your laptop, your cell phone, um, the big board, you know, the, the stadium boards in stadium, that kind of comes from our department. So what I do specifically has changed a lot since uh, I started with the team as an intern in 2013. Um, as of right now, uh, I'm focusing a lot on kind of like our audio properties, um, our podcast, uh, just everything that kind of falls under our audio umbrella and how we can do a really good engaging job of telling those stories um, through kind of that audio medium. Uh, I also do um, a good amount of kind of like our on-camera interviews, um, I don't, that's not really my number one kind of, uh, responsibility, but I do help out in terms of the on-camera stuff. And then I host, uh, our own podcast. We have a couple podcasts under our podcast umbrella, but the one that I host is upon further review that I do with two of the other guys on staff. And yeah, man, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a long winded, not very great answer of what I do, but we do a lot of things. And I think that one thing that I've learned being in the NFL is that it's great to have whatever you have on your on your job title and your job description but the way that the world is and i'm sure you know this it's the same way is that everything is is one super collaborative right mm -hmm. so you're always working with different people different departments different areas of expertise but you have to be able to do a little bit a little bit of everything you have to be a team first guy and i know that's a terrible sports cliche mm -hmm. but you really have to be uh have that mentality of being all about the team, about being part of something that's bigger than just you. And really at the end of the day, the, the way that I describe kind of what I do to a lot of people is I just want to make cool stuff with my friends. You know what I mean? I want to make cool, engaging content, whether that's written, video, audio, whatever it is, that's really what I, my goal when I go to work or when I set up in the home office every day is just make really engaging content that we can all be proud of. So you went to Cardinal Newman High School, which is in Santa Rosa. Like, would you have ever thought that you would have worked for like the hometown team? Was the Oakland Raiders? You know, it, it's funny. I so yeah, I went. To, I did go to Cardinal Newman um, in Santa Rosa, but my family and, I, and people always joke with me is that my my household was a big basketball and baseball house, and both my parents are from New York, so we really had, or neither of them really had any allegiance they didn't really have a football team. I mean, obviously my, my dad would kind of like half root for the Jets when they were on TV, but we were like a diehard San Francisco Giants house and a diehard Warriors house before they were good. And I always tell people that, oh, you're a Warriors fan. No, 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 I've been a Warriors fan since this team was terrible. I remember going to Warriors games with my dad when it was like $10 for us to get in and have like actually like pretty okay seats. So I wasn't here. I didn't hop on the bandwagon when Steph Curry and KD showed up. You've been a fan. Yeah, I've been a fan, man. I've been a fan. Um, but no, man, it's, uh, you know, it's, to go back to my original point where we never really had a football team. So we were kind of one of those people that or a group of families that we would just watch whoever was on. Um, and obviously looking back, you know, I remember 
um, being with my dad and watching the O2 AFC championship game, which is him, like some of him and his buddies. And now I'm to, to answer your question. I, I never thought that I would be, um, I would be working for the, for a team or for this team. I never thought I'd be living out here in Vegas. I mean, it's uh, life has a funny way of, of keeping you on your toes and surprising you. And um, yeah, man, it's fun. Though. You just got to buckle up and kind of enjoy it and, and make the most of it. So when you did start working for the team, did you have to like do a lot of research on the team's history? Like, last time they made the playoffs and things like that yeah so I, I actually started um I started as a public relations intern in 2013 that was my first season with the team and one thing so to answer your question is yeah I, I did do my homework a little bit and one thing that is really important to our organization and one thing that I think is like really really cool is our history is so important to us um and I think that manifests itself in a lot of different ways um, we have obviously when things are normal and, you know, we're all going to work every day. Uh, we have a lot of our alumni, like guys that played in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, like they're around, like they have a physical presence. You feel them in the facility. You know, they're walking around like um, before he passed away, Willie Brown was in Hall of Fame cornerback was just in the office every day. He had an office around the corner from our television studio. And you kind of have those moments where you're like, man, this guy's in the Hall of Fame and I see him every single morning. Um, so yeah, did you, to answer your question, yeah, I had to, I had to brush up on, on my history. I mean, I didn't have to know, you know, who the leading rusher was in 1982 or anything like that, but the history of this organization is something that is very important to us that we're very proud of. And to be honest with you, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to sound like an old man, but it's, I think it's important for us collectively to remember that history. Right. And I think that, you know, I fall into it sometimes where it's like, you forget that anything happened before 2005. Right. Um, when in fact there was so much incredible things that happened and obviously his team won a handful of Super Bowls and the appreciation of that history, the understanding of that history and why it's important. Uh, like I said, it's something that's really important to our organization and something that I'm, I'm really proud that we, uh, that we really do kind of put on that pedestal. So then we moved from the Oakland Raiders to the Las Vegas Raiders. First, what was your reaction to that? Like when you found out like a couple years ago, man, I think I was, um, I think I was, I was like a lot of people where you were surprised. I mean, um, it was, uh, yeah, I think, I think surprised, but I think once you get over that initial surprise, it just became a lot of excitement. You know what I mean? Like, um, things in Oakland were great and I'm from the Bay area. Well, I'm from about 45 minutes North of Oakland. So my parents still live there. So that was, that was home for me. Right. It was nice to have, uh, it was nice to have my family there. Like it was nice to have, a good group of friends there. Um, but then you look at this, at this team and where this team was headed and where this team could be to really elevate itself and put itself in position to win championships for the next 30, 40, 50, whatever, you know, in perpetuity. And you saw that that place was going to be Las Vegas and the stadium is incredible. The stadium, obviously I, I haven't been there in months, but um, it's about 15 minutes from where I live. And so I've been able to drive by it a couple of times, just running errands and stuff. And the stadium is incredible. Uh, the practice facility is absolutely out of this world. Um, there's going to be so many things about being here in Las Vegas that are really, really exciting. And I think now we're just at the point where we're like, okay, like let's be at a point where it's, you know, it's safe for us to, to really enjoy kind of the, the fruits of a lot of people's hard work over the past couple of years. So I've been to a couple of Raider games personally, and I can't even describe how crazy our fans are. Like, 
for someone that hasn't like seen the fans or been to a game, like how would you describe Raider Nation? Man, I would just describe them as an incredibly passionate, uh, well-educated in terms of knowing knowing the team, knowing the roster. Um, you know, really really smart in that way, and it it really does in so many senses. It does feel like like they're kind of their own little family, which is great. I mean, you. I'm sure you've heard millions of stories about people that have, you know, started going to games with their dad and their dad started going with their grandma and grandpa, you know, it, it really is a generational um, kind of fan base and they are really passionate. They care a lot, which I think when you're looking at fan bases, that's all you want is you want people to be engaged. You want the team to care. You want them to show up, whether the team is one and 11 or 11 and one, right? You want them in their stands being loud, being proud. And um, man, that's, that's what they are. That's who they are. And yeah, I mean, I, uh, I tell people all the time and if, if they ask like, you know, you've been, I've been really lucky where I've got to do like a lot of really cool things that I never thought I would be able to do. Right. The team went to London or excuse me, England for a week last year. We got to go out there. You know, I've done a lot of cool things. I've got to go to a lot of cool stadiums, but I tell everyone, if you have a chance and if you haven't been, even if you don't like football, even if you don't like the Las Vegas Raiders, even if you're kind of apathetic to sports as a whole, take a Sunday and go to a game. You will have so much fun. You will, you know, see, I'm sure you will see something that you never thought you would have seen, but you will have an absolute blast regardless of what the score is. But I will say you will have a lot more fun if the team uh, in silver and black is the one that wins that day. Oh yeah. I mean, these fans, the thing that's most underrated is like how nice they are. Like they're like the most friendly people. Yeah, it is. uh, It is very much like, uh, like I was telling you, it does kind of have like that family feel to a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now Las Vegas will get the 2021 Pro Bowl, the 2022 draft and eventually Super Bowl. How big do you think the attraction is for Las Vegas now that we have an NFL team? Man, I think it's going to be huge. I, you know, we've over the past couple of months since, you know, we've been in, in quarantine, just like everyone else, you know, we've had a chance to talk to a lot of people, right? We've been able to talk to some of our friends from ESPN. Um, one of our really good pals from ESPN, Jason Fitz, is actually from Las Vegas. Obviously, he doesn't live here anymore. He's out, out east uh, at the ESPN campus. But he was saying that before we came out here, he told me, he goes, you're going to be so surprised in a good way how much Vegas rallies around this team. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, I'm sure they're going to be, it's going to be exciting. Like it's an NFL team. Of course, everyone's going to be excited, but he's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't get it. Like Vegas is so excited, so hungry to have an NFL team. They are going to accept you and embrace you guys. Like you have no idea. And really that, that has been the case. And, you know, we haven't even played a game, right? We haven't even opened up that shiny new stadium yet, but just walking around, you know, kind of driving around, doing the limited errands that we're all doing right now. I mean, you see so many Raiders license plates, see so many Raiders stickers, so many Raiders flag, like people are excited. And I think that just having those big marquee events, the ones that you brought up, the draft, the Pro Bowl, um, hopefully a Super Bowl, not too far down the line. I mean, I think that really just is going to, not that Vegas needs any legitimacy in this at all, but this is really going to show that Vegas is a sports town. I mean, I've been able to see over the past couple months in a very limited capacity, right? Because I spend 90% of my day in these four walls right here. But you see how much this team loves the Knights. You see how much this team loves the, or excuse me, how much this city loves the Aces. You see how much this city cares about 
the Las Vegas Lights, which is one of the soccer teams here, the Aviators, which is a, the AAA affiliate of the A's. And this is a sports town now. And I think having those big events is just really going to put this city on the map. And it's really going to show people like, hey, the v Vegas is great. And the Strip is incredible. And when the Strip is open and, and fully functional, man, I, you know, it's going to be a blast, right? But this, there's so much more to Vegas than just that. And I think that those big marquee events is going to help show that. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk some Raiders football now. Let's do it, man. All right. So training camp starts pretty soon. Players have already reported. Um, what are your thoughts on – well, first, we don't have a preseason now. Like, this is the biggest training camp for, like, in a while, I think, for these players because the cut is, like, really big, too. Yeah, I mean, I think that this year – I mean, this year is going to be a, a year of firsts, a year of um, unexpected challenges, surprises, opportunities, however you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think training camp – training camp is going to be huge. I mean, I think that – Every year, training camp is such an important month. Um, and I know it might not be the, the sexiest month for a lot of NFL fans out there, but that's really where you kind of figure out what you have in your team, where you need to get better. The guys that had have made a huge jump from the end of the previous season to the current one. And I think that obviously this year, everything is just going to be heightened a little bit. And so I think, um, <clears throat> I think camp in general is going to be ultra competitive. Um, I think it's going to be really exciting to kind of have a chance for these guys to go out there and, and show what they can do in front of these coaching, in front of this coaching staff. And uh, I guess, yeah, I, I think just my, my, my kind of main thought is that it's going to be just an ultra competitive few weeks and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it plays out. Someone's name that keeps uh, been thrown around for the last couple of years is Derek Carr. Like how big do you think this year is for him with all the weapons he's got now? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a great year for Derek. I think this is a great opportunity for Derek. And I don't think it was any secret that a year ago, the weapons that Derek had um, on the outside were not as, uh, not as perhaps, I, I don't want to say not as good, but I think that he, he's had a better group of talented receivers out wide than he did last year. I mean, you look at all the injuries that happened and it, and it seemed like, Every other week, there were two more guys that were lining up in, in the starting lineup at wide receiver. And that's hard, man. Like, it is hard to play uh, quarterback in the NFL. It's probably the hardest position to play in all of sports. So having that continuity with your guys is absolutely huge. Um, but you look at what he's got this year. And obviously, Darren Waller was an absolute oh, yeah. stud last year. An absolute stud. If he's not the best tight end in the NFL, he's number one and a half or number two. You know what I mean? He's only going to be better. Henry Ruggs is here. He's in the mix. He, and this team, you know as much as I do, this team was just missing that speed factor, that just flat-out disgusting speed factor in 2019. And that's going to be Henry Ruggs. Uh, Tyrell Williams, and people haven't talked about Tyrell a lot. Tyrell was an absolute monster those first couple weeks of the season before his feet kind of got hurt. He's healthy now. It's his second year in silver and black. Uh, like I said, Waller, Jason Witten, a future Hall of Famer has now entered the mix. Foster Moreau, who had an incredible rookie campaign, is going to be back, is going to be healthy. And we haven't even talked about Josh Jacobs, the guy who should have been the offensive rookie of the year, Kevin. This guy is going to be, I don't know, I, 2020, when I think of 2020, I think 2020 is going to be a huge year for Josh Jacobs. So getting back to Derek, though, he has got a lot of weapons. And we've seen... And I know it was a couple of years ago, but we've seen what Derek can do when he has weapons at his disposal, right? 
Yeah, I mean, he realistically, and I know I hate to go down the, the rabbit hole too far, but if he doesn't get hurt that week, you can make a viable argument that he could have and should have been the NFL MVP that year. So there is not a throw on the field that Derek can't make. This is now his third season in John Gruden's offense. Derek is an incredibly intelligent player. He's got all the, all the weapons out wide that he could ever dream of. So I think this is going to be a big year for Derek. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting year for Derek. And uh, like I said, man, like I, I told you a second ago, like I just can't, at this point, I just can't wait to, uh, to have everything get started and see how it all plays out. This, this year is starting to give me 2016 vibes where the offense was clicking. Like Josh Jacobs, I think he'll be the X factor because where he goes, I think we go because if you, if you can't stop Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr will have a great game because they're starting to get in the box more and Henry Ruggs will like take off. Yeah, I mean, Josh, Josh was, uh, and I told you a second ago, I think my bias aside, I think Josh should have been the offensive rookie of the, rookie of the year last year. Um, and we hear so much about that jump between year one and year two, right? And Josh was an absolute stud in 2019. There's no reason to think he's going to be even bigger, even badder in 2020. But like you said, man, I think that there were, it became kind of, um, there were kind of two versions of that Raiders offense in 2019. There was, the, there was the version with Josh and there was the version without Josh. And obviously the version with Josh was a lot more dynamic. It was a lot more explosive. It gives Derek, like you said, a lot more latitude and leeway because defenses have to respect how good Josh is. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm hoping that 2020 is going to be a huge year for Josh. We have no reason to think that it's not going to be. And uh, yeah, when he's rocking and rolling behind what is probably one of the best two, three offensive lines in the league. I mean, yeah, you, you got to watch out for this offense. So looking at the regular season schedule, what games are you looking forward to the most? Oh, man, that's a good question. What games am I looking forward to the most? I mean, I think obviously the, uh, the Tom Brady game is the one that, that everyone has circled on their calendar. I think that's going to be a, a great game under the lights. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I think it's just going to be – yeah, I think uh, – you know what? I'll take that one. I'm going to circle that one on the calendar. I say that's the one I'm looking forward to most. But And then I'll coach speak and say, hey, but all 16 games are equally important, right? You can't overlook anyone, uh, you know. The week week one's just as important as week seventeen, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think anyone would be lying if they said they weren't excited to see to, excited to see the goat in person. So we have four primetime games. Do you think being a new team in Las Vegas has something to do with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I would I would think so. Where obviously, like I was, I was telling you a little bit ago, that stadium is beautiful. I've had a chance to drive by it a handful of times now since I've been out here, and it's it's awesome. I wish I had a better word for it, but it is it is absolutely awesome. And, uh, yeah, I think that the league wants to show off the, the new fancy stadium. And why wouldn't they, right? I mean, it's, uh, there's only 32 NFL stadiums, and I don't know if there's going to be one that looks cooler than this one. So, yeah, I think it for sure had, a, uh, I think it for sure had some bearing on, on us getting those, those preseason games, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So something that I didn't get uh, spoken up about enough last year was our rookie class, like the recognition they should have got. But this year, I think this class – could be as special as last year's class. Can you talk about this year's rookie class? Yeah, I mean, shoot, if, if this year's rookie class is as good as last year's rookie class, I think we're going to be in a, in a great place. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we talked about Henry Ruggs. He's the flashy, uh, you know, shiny toy in the chest for Derek Carr in this offense. Damon Arnett's going to be a solid, uh, solid corner out wide. Uh, Amik Robertson, Lynn Bowden, uh, man. I mean, it's going to be – it's an exciting class, and I think that – 
Brian Edwards is another guy, another offensive weapon out wide for Derek. Um, but I think if this – look, when we look back to the rookie class last year, I don't know if there's anyone who'd have, who could have predicted. I mean, probably Mike Mayock on John Gruden. I'm sure they would have told you. But I don't know if there was anyone like me out there who thought that this rookie class was going to have as big as an impact as they did a year ago. I mean, you go from Josh Jacobs to Foster Moreau to Alec Ingold, AJ Cole, the punter. I mean, Hunter Renfro. I mean, you, you go down and you go down the list, right? And all these guys came in and they contributed week one, which is great, which is incredible. So if this rookie class, the 2020 rookie class led by Damer and Henry Ruggs, if they can come in and if they can have a similar output, man, I mean, that's, that's how you win games in the NFL is you have your young guys come in day one and, and, uh, and contribute. So, so oof, I, I hope that's the case. I really do. All right, last question. So last couple of years, Mike Mayock has and flipped the um, roster around, but for good. Like, talk about the job that he has done because he drafts players that are high character and that could play right away and, like, make an impact. Yeah, I mean, I think Mike, Mike has done an incredible job. I think it's, it's important to note that I think Mike has done it in conjunction with Coach Gruden, right? I think that they've, they've made it very clear that they have a great working relationship. Everything they do, they're in sync, they're in lockstep in kind of their goals and what they want for this team going forward. And we were actually talking about it um, just kind of amongst ourselves the other day where at the end of the season, call it January 1st or whatever it was, it felt like if you were a fan of the silver and black, that there was a checklist of things that you wanted out of your team headed into the new year. And very methodically, it feels like Mike and Coach Gruden really just went down the checklist and just knocked those things off. And I think because of that, it's putting them in a great position for 2020. Um, obviously, the, the Kansas City Chiefs are, are the defending champs, and you got to give them you got to give them your respect, right? I mean, until someone knocks them off, they're the champs. Pat Mahomes is is an incredible football player, probably right now the best football player in the NFL. And so it's not it's no easy task to get by them, but just in terms of what Mike's been able to do to the roster, um, it just feels like it's been a, been a, been a very methodical, thought out, um, and it just really feels like there were no wasted, like there was a there was a reason behind every move, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It seems even if, if they weren't the flashy moves, even if it wasn't adding a, a Henry Ruggs type guy, even if it was like, hey, let's bring this veteran D tackle in, or hey, let's, let's bring Prince, Prince of Mukamara in to help compete in, in that DB room. It just feels like every move that was made over the past, call it six, six and a half months, it was done with purpose and it was done with a reason. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for coming on today, today, Eddie, and let's hope for a good season on time. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping with you. I just hope everyone stays safe, stays healthy, um, keeps wearing their masks, washing their hands, all that, all that stuff, the, the stuff that we can control. So like you said, we can, we can play football and, um, be watching football sooner than later. Thank you.